0: is up lap traffic nation welcome to episode 252 post olympics of the lap traffic podcast i am your host the professor brandon crowd hope you all are doing fantastic i've missed you guys i am so excited to be back um you know it, it's mis month yes you guys know what mis how important that race that track is to me and i like to do things big around mis so it's mis month and dedication if you will the month of august uh, got a huge show lined up up tonight tease a couple things uh mis track president rick brenner is going to be on the uh, title sponsor fire keepers i've got jim wise from fire keepers and next week jeff striegel's going to preview mis and then he'll be back the following week to talk about it uh there's just there's so much going on i'm so excited uh to to kind of have a dedication to mis cannot wait to hopefully one day in the future, uh, being able to do the live show from there like I used to do for so many years. So all good things. Yes. And I am so excited to be back with you guys. You know, it's kind of weird. You know, you don't Tuesday say creature a habit for me. Right. Like, OK, hit this button, do this, do that at around six o'clock, whatever the case may be. And. Of course, I forgot to make my mic hot, so I'm talking for a minute. So this is take two, and I forgot to, you know, all these kinds of things. So uh, here we are, ready to roll, all that good stuff. We're 13 winners in 23 races with three races to go in the regular season. Can you imagine? You know, we've we've talked about it all year, right? Like, oh, Denny Hamlin's got to get a win, you know going into the year we assumed Kevin Harvick would have multiple wins uh that's two right there could you imagine if those two got wins over these last three races and I mean hey Denny could win at Daytona uh a number of handful wild cards could win at Daytona could you imagine if we finally hit that 16 win mark it's a tall order I know but uh hey it's fun to talk about so All right, before I get going, don't forget that this week's show is brought to you by Angry Brew. Roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing-tasting, high-octane power-packed fuel to get you to the finish line each and every race weekend and your Monday to Fridays. Uh, So when you need a power-up, reach for Angry Brew. Coffee with a punch. And use code LAPT, L-A-P-P-E-D. Get 10% off at checkout uh man oh what'd you guys do over these last two weeks did you watch the olympics uh did you did you you know watch something the significant other's been begging you to watch but you know you gotta have the race on so you don't uh i i will tell you these couple of weeks enjoyed some relaxing time from social media not that i don't love it but you know hey it it gets to be a bear so it was nice to kind of have a uh A skeleton presence, if you will, out there. Uh, Did send out a bunch of new koozies that are limited edition and started to see a bunch of uh, tweets with those, which is awesome. Uh, I got in a lot of golf uh, over these last couple weekends which has been awesome smoke some meat as you guys know all that good stuff so uh, I've enjoyed it but I am ready to close this thing out strong this season that's for sure um, so as I kind of mentioned uh, I, I've got MIS fire keepers however I also have Austin Hill for you guys this week that's right your truck winner from Watkins Glen I've got Anthony Alfredo to, to talk to tonight and There's even going to be a special appearance by C.J. Wolliver during the fantasy segment. So, like I said, I was coming out strong out of the gate. So I'm ready to go. Of course, got the the recaps and some discussion points from Watkins Glenn, all that good stuff. Newdorf will be on with the weather a little later. Lucky Dogs lap down and fantasy to close it out. So let's get this thing rolling. Let's kick things off. Let's get Rick Brenner from M.I.S. on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 11th appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's the track president for my hometown track, one of the fastest, if not the fastest tracks in NASCAR. Welcome back to the show, Rick Brenner. Rick, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh,
0: I, I'm excited. It's, it's MIS month, and soon we're going to be saying it's <laughs> MIS weekend, and soon it'll be race weekend, man. I'm, I'm so excited. How are things with you? How's everybody at the track?
1: Well, you know, we're we're in preparation mode, as you would imagine, and uh, looking forward to just you know a fabulous weekend coming up here, August 20th through the 22nd. As you know, three great races, the Henry Ford Health System 200, the New Holland 250, and of course, the Firekeepers Casino 400. So super excited. Uh, we've got three great races at what we've dubbed NASCAR's most entertaining track. And uh, the Firekeepers Casino, uh, of course, is the highlight. But we've got a whole lot of great stuff planned for folks uh, that want to come out and enjoy themselves.
0: That's awesome. You know, you mentioned Firekeepers, uh, longtime returning race sponsor for the Cup Series. Uh, some new sponsors for the Xfinity and Arca Series. You, uh, you know, talk a little bit about those partnerships.
1: Well, New Holland's been a partner here for a long, long time, and it's been a great partner in our sport, and we're proud to welcome them, welcome them to the Xfinity um, uh, Series uh, Sponsorship Entitlement with the New Holland 250. And Henry Ford Health System is a uh, wonderful hospital here in uh, Jackson, Michigan, and uh, been a great partner for many, many years as well. They, actually were, they were actually on the ARCA race last year and uh, returned to it again this year. So super excited to have uh, three great partners uh, join us to uh, create a great and a memorable experience for everybody who chooses to come out.
0: Absolutely, you know, Rick. Last year, you and I talked before the the unexpected mis double, if you will. Uh, it was a a lot more somber feeling at the track. Like I was able to pull up, park right outside the elevator to get up to the press box, and I'm not supposed to be able to park that close. I'm not going to be able to park that close this year. Uh, you know, what's the level of excitement like right now around the the track, the surrounding area? You know, I. Are people getting excited to to know that race weekend's coming back?
1: Yeah, we are. We're we're excited to welcome our guests back. And, um, you know, the races were great last year, but there's nothing like having fans in your building and having people here. And uh, no race weekend's complete without our fans. And and we're beyond excited to welcome them them back uh, to the races here after, uh, you know, two years. And um, you know we have countless entertainment options for fans of all ages. We want to deliver that uh, most entertaining weekend moniker, and create things for people to do all weekend long. And I do want to let people know that tickets start at forty-nine dollars for the Firekeepers Casino 400. There's a, there's a bunch of them left. Uh, if you are value conscious, I'd get on those sooner than later. Kids twelve and under are free on Friday and Saturday, uh, and they're only ten dollars for kids twelve and under on Sunday. Uh, also, um, you know, kids also get a free uh, pre-race pass to get down on uh, down there up up close on the pre-race events uh, on Sunday, courtesy of Henry Ford Health System. So, a tremendous value, tremendous opportunity, and a lot going on, and three awesome races to boot.
0: Absolutely, uh, Rick. You know, you and I have talked now this eleventh time uh, over the last five years, each year you've got something new for the fans whether it's it's camping it's a it's an upgrade somewhere at the track facility around the grandstands uh what what's something new that fans uh might see when they come out this year
1: well, we've got two new campgrounds that we opened this year. High Banks Campground, located just outside of Turn 3, has about, I don't know, has a handful, 36 or so electric sites for people that want to come out if you need electric. Uh, and then also in Turn 4, we've got about 50 electric sites out there in our Turn 4 campground. Uh, Turn 4 is just a fabulous location. It's, it's right next to the Fan Plaza, which of course is where the Saturday Night Concert will be this year, uh, as well as uh, tons of entertainment out there. Uh, and also, a, 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 an enhanced NASCAR Kids Zone on hand uh, with bounce houses and a free, I should say, free for the public. Uh, the Ann Arbor Hands On Museum will be back again. Face painters, balloon artists, jugglers, frisbee dogs, strolling performers, stilt walkers, aerial acts, superstars, one of my perennial favorites. So, got a whole lot going on for folks and uh, look forward to having everybody out.
0: Awesome. What are some of the concert lineups for this year?
1: That'll be announced later this week. Ooh, all right.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> stay tuned to MIS Speedway on social media, everybody. There, there we go. I
1: love it. Just stay uh, tuned.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Rick. All right. So this I, I got to throw this in here, and I know you really have no control over it, but uh, this year mis the cup race it's the second to last race of the regular season uh mis has hosted the last race of the regular season in the truck series a couple years uh, do you think we might be able to move it a couple spots up and, and get a playoff race at some point here at mis i think the fans would go absolutely crazy about an mis playoff race
1: yeah, that sound, sounds great. But as you pointed out, uh, don't really have any control over the schedule. And uh, and really, I mean, I, I, although I will say, you know, this, this year's schedule with a lot of the additions and changes and stuff really has turned out to be a great uh, season of racing for everyone. And, and we look forward, I certainly look forward to tuning in to the playoffs uh, when they start uh, as well. Absolutely. So looking forward to it and, and, um, and, and looking forward to a great race here, uh, three great races here, uh, again, uh, August 20th through the 22nd.
0: Absolutely, Rick, uh, where can you mentioned tickets? Where can everybody go to get the tickets?
1: the uh, Best place to go is mispeedway.com.
0: Excellent. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I worked with a couple of guys, Rick, I'm actually bringing some friends out that are going to be there. It's the first time ever going to the track. Uh, everyone that I talked to over at the ticket office was great, uh, friendly, all that good stuff. so everybody, you know if, you want, if you're more traditional, you want to call, you can call mispeedway.com. It's great. Come say hi. I can't wait to get out there. Rick, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Thank you for supporting the show in its fifth year, and I love the partnership with you guys. Cannot wait to get out there in a couple weeks, man.
1: Appreciate it. And if you're looking for that phone number, because you're right, you can call, or you can go to mispeedway.com, 888 905-7223 905 if you want to give a buzz and uh, look forward to having you. Remember, tickets start at $49. Kids 12 and under are free Friday, Saturday, and only $10 on Sunday with a free pre-race pass. So lots of great stuff coming and really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, Rick. Map Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Rick Brenner for calling in. Rick, look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks, man.
1: Thanks, sir. Take yep. care.
0: You too. We'll see you. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation, great to talk to Rick Brenner. Cannot wait to see him in a couple weeks out at the track. All right, uh, let's keep things rolling. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the truck series before I get Austin Hill on the line, because I'm going to let him talk about the race. Why not let the race winner talk about the race? Uh, I kind of want to just do a quick reset of how the truck playoffs are going to look up. That's right, playoffs, because... Watkins Glenn ended the regular season for the Truck Series. So, you know, when you look at it, you know, who's out? Who didn't make it? Well, Endfinger could have been in, should have been in. Uh, obviously, know that they they uh he didn't run for the championship in the 98 with Thor Sport. Uh so he would have been in from a points perspective, but missed it from that regard. Uh Tyler Ankram out, man. You know, Tyler. Uh, breakthrough year for him. I know he had his win that rookie year, but uh, I, I would say I think Tyler had a, a really good improvement this year. I think they had some really good races that isn't indicative on, on the finishes, but I think they had some great races. And... I really hope he gets one more shot next year uh, because, like I said, I think they had some just bad luck situations that would have resulted in a few more top fives, top threes. Um, you know, so hopefully they get one more shot. Uh, Deegan obviously didn't make the playoffs. You know, not a horrible year, not a great, year, you know, mediocrity. Right. Uh, in terms of that. But what what you know, expectations were high. But when you kind of reel it in a little bit in terms of what are realistic expectations, you know, she's run uh, Outlaw Modifieds, all that kind of stuff, you know, to get into the truck, which is just such a different beast, you know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's probably more or less uh, realistic where she finished. You know, I know there's talk about an Xfinity thing with her next year, and that just becomes the problem, right? I think we saw it with Danica. I think we've seen it before. We saw it with Natalie Decker. We just pushed through, push through because the sponsorship money's there. And that only gets you so far if you don't have the, the experience behind you. So I mean, man, I think it would be great if Deegan can get another couple years in the truck series, full time, in a solid truck before we're moving on to the Xfinity level, full time, and before we, you know, let's let's step back, let's stop rushing through, let's let some performance happen. That's me. I digress. Uh, and also out. Johnny Sauter, right, kind of saw the writing on the wall with this one. It started last year, kind of had hoped for a bounce back, uh, and it's just not there. You know, we you know we saw this with Jimmy Johnson and Cup, you know, who dominated the Cup Series, right? Sauter's dominated the Truck Series, you know. Him and, and Matt Crafton kind of, you know, our old-school veteran scrappers in the Truck Series and just hasn't been there. Johnny Sauter didn't forget how to drive a truck, you know, and Jimmy Johnson didn't forget how to drive a cup car. But yet here these guys are just struggling, you know, as talent around them develops. You know, I I really wonder what what the future holds for Johnny Sauter in terms of on track, um, you know, career is, you know, is, is it going to wrap it up? We get one more year out of them. I'd like one more year. Let's see, you know, because, man, that's no way to finish a historic career in that series the way Sauter's had it the last two years. Um, Now, to the playoffs in general. Obviously, we got John Hunter up front you know leading the charge with the playoff points austin hill uh is right behind him in terms of uh standings and you know it's it's john hunter and then it's half for basically you know he's got 49 playoff points austin hill 21 uh ben rhodes with 19 you know ben rhodes started the season off so hot picking up the first two wins of the season Austin Hill picks up the last two wins of the regular season. And in between, it's been all John Hunter. So what will these next seven playoff races in the truck series hold? The, the unfortunate part for me is, is I'm not a fan of six off weeks uh, across these seven races. You know, like when you think about it, it is August. And the truck series isn't going to be over until the other two series are in November. Uh, And that's that's when you look at it from that regard, we're talking all of September, all of October, uh, half of August and a a weekend into November. You know, that's almost three months to get in seven races, Uh, you know. As a fan, I don't like that. Uh, I'm going to ask Austin that and see what his take is on that. I'm curious to hear his response. So I'll stop rambling for a minute. I'll get the next one here. Let's get Austin Hill on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his fifth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He picked up the win before the Olympic break in Knoxville, continued the momentum this past weekend, picking up the win at the Glen. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast. Austin Hill, Austin, what's up, man? How are you? i'm doing
2: good glad to be
0: back on with you guys absolutely man well listen first of all congrats back-to-back wins that's incredible um that, that that's one hell of an accomplishment to be able to do that with that kind of a break um in between there and and i'm excited to get to talk to you about that in a minute but first uh did you get to do anything fun over the olympic break
2: yeah we did uh we actually we went down to uh, myrtle beach area and uh you know, spent some time. I think we spent like right at a week uh, down at the beach with the with the wife and the kids. And uh, uh, other than that, I mean, it was just kind of normal stuff throughout the week. Um, you know, going to the gym with with Toyota and uh, doing some uh, TRD Sim stuff. So, um, you know, that that one week that we had, we kind of had some downtime. But other than that, it was all business. So we were getting geared up and getting ready for for Watkins Glen. We wanted to be really for that. I bet been wanting to win at a road course for a very long time so uh, it just showed how much preparation we had going into it. That's awesome
0: Um, All right, well let's talk about Knoxville I mean hell it was over a month ago Uh, that was an interesting race kind of became a little bit of a bleep show towards the end of it Uh, you know if if it's still in the memory bank which I'm sure it is because it was a win you know walk us through you know the first half of that race and then what became just chaos towards (laughs) the end there and, and how you survived it all
2: yeah, the, at the start of the race, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, where you could run two lanes. I thought you were going to have the, the bottom lane, and I thought you are going to be able to run right up near the fence um, and have those two lanes. But it seemed like as, as we ran, that, that, that top lane started kind of going away. So everyone started funneling down to the bottom lane, and the bottom lane was where you wanted to be. And you, you did not want to come off of the bottom. You wanted to be wrapping right up on that berm. Um, that berm kind of was your friend almost you could you could use it to your advantage to help you turn if you were a little tight stuff like that so um you know throughout the race as it got to the bottom then that's where you started seeing guys putting the bumper to each other and and then that's where all the chaos came from at the the end of the race i think if you would have had if that race would have played out like it was at the beginning of the race towards the end where you had those two lanes it might not have been as crazy but Since everybody was fighting so hard to get to that bottom lane because it was so much more dominant at the end um i think that's kind of where you saw you know that that crazy stuff happen and and the wrecks and the that big pile up at the end um but somehow we we were able to have that really good restart Uh, i think it was like the second or third uh green white checkered attempt we got a really good restart on the top lane and coming off a turn two the caution just fell exactly where we needed it to and and we were scored as the leader and i just knew as long as i could get through the gears good if i could get down into turn one and not get jacked up from behind that we felt like we had a good enough truck to possibly win and um you know i come off of turn two i look up in the mirror and i see them battling and i'm driving away so uh it was a really cool feeling and it was one of those places that i never thought i would win at a, at a dirt track I'm, I'm no dirt guy by no means i don't
0: claim to be so uh to win at a place like that was really special that's incredible. That's a great story, man. I love that. Um, all right. So we've done some dirt racing now, right? We, we've done Eldora. We've done Bristol. We've done Knoxville. Uh, you know, are are, do you, are you cool with it? One or two races a year? You know, what, what can NASCAR maybe do better to improve the quality of the racing? You know, where are you at from the truck series as a whole running dirt?
2: Well, I thought that, um, you know, whatever that – the dirt was that they brought to knoxville the dirt that they run at knoxville i thought that it worked really well for our for our race trucks um you know in the in the truck series we you know and you saw it even at the in the cup race at bristol the dirt that they had and in the i don't know if it's the way they managed it i I don't know anything about how, how how to manage the dirt at a dirt track but um you know it got very dusty very dried out and you couldn't almost couldn't see anything and and, you know dirt would fly up on the windshield and you can't clean it off you have to wait until you pit and, and pull a tear off so you know the the bristol race was really frustrating for everyone and then going into knoxville we didn't really know what to expect and uh, Knoxville did an awesome job of whatever dirt that they use needs to be used uh, every time that we run on dirt. If we are gonna continue to run on dirt in NASCAR, I think that, that that type of dirt was really good dirt to use. You never saw it get dusty. You could you could see, you know, and, and if it did fly up it, it wasn't it wasn't so bad that you couldn't see where you're going, stuff like that. And then as it hardened up, it's like it's like the dirt hardened up and it and it rubbered up real you know, a lot. So it almost turned into sort of an asphalt race, but you could still kind of get in there and step it out and, and drive it sort of like a, a dirt car almost. But uh, I, I think that if they're going to keep doing this, you, you got to have some type of dirt like how Knoxville had. I thought that was kind of
0: the best uh, scenario that we had cool all right knoxville dirt it is um all right so this past weekend at the glen first time in 20 years the trucks have been there uh you guys played some strategy towards the end of stage one led to the win uh you mentioned it earlier you've been wanting that road course win uh talk about this past saturday
2: yeah going in going into the week and we knew that uh, we were going to short pit both stages. It didn't matter if we were leading the race or not. The plan was to uh, short pit both stages because we thought the track position was going to be big. And we thought that uh, if you had that clean air, you could kind of control the race. So, you know, going into it, that was kind of our plan all along. And then we were struggling in, in the first stage, uh, fought really tight handling uh, Tundra. It, it started getting really tight on me throughout the run, and I really had to start moving around a lot. And, use a lot lot more racetrack than I really wanted to so um, you know, when we came down pit road we had a really good pit stop um, we made some really good adjustments that came back out and to start stage 2 you know we were I think we were fourth on that restart and I kind of let the guys in front of me kind of use their stuff up a little bit kind of use their tires up and, and everything and then I just you know from the adjustments we made our long run speed was really good at the end of stage 2 we were able to drive up through there get to the lead and control the race and um you know we came down to short pit in pit road um had a really fast pit stop um and and the guys did everything right we made some more minor adjustments to make it that little bit better and sure enough i mean everybody everybody else behind us was trying to do the same thing in short pit so we we ended up winning that stage and getting the bonus points which was great um and then to start the final stage i knew that I needed to manage my tires and not really slip the rear tires too much and don't drive in the corner too deep and slip the front tires. Um, So I felt like as long as I could get through turn one unscathed and, and nobody really jacked me up from behind or anything. And I could leave turn one and clear everybody. I thought that we had a good enough truck to, be able to kind of manage the gap and that's what we did we we kind of got a little bit of a gap on, on the four truck and i just kind of listened to the spotter and i listened to the crew chief and, and we just kind of managed that gap i didn't want to just drive away from everybody because i didn't want to burn my stuff up um you know in case we did run the whole race i wanted to still have some stuff left in the tank at the end but um then you know obviously lightning struck and just i've i've been through uh, as a driver as sitting there waiting around you know it was i don't know 30 45 minutes that you're waiting to to hear the official news on if we're right ra- if we're going back racing or not and it, it felt like hours you know sure <laughs> i'm sitting there i'm sitting there in the in the hauler i'm looking at social media I'm, I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs not knowing what what's going to happen and you know if all these scenarios are going in my head because if we go back green um you know it's it the the intensity is going to ramp up so the guys behind you're going to try to dive bomb in there and make it three wide probably so how am i going to protect that line and all that so i was glad that we didn't have to go back green just because i didn't know exactly what was going to happen you know with the guys behind there they were they were really wanting to try to get that win obviously so they're going to do everything it took on that restart to to get around me maybe jack me up a little bit so uh it was it was nice to to see that they called it you know with the Xfinity race being right after I think that was kind of a lot that played into it but uh it it happened the way that it did and we felt like we had a we felt we had the best truck all day after stage one anyway so we felt like the best truck
0: won uh, I, I, I can't argue that, man. Um, all right. So I got to share this with you. So on my Facebook memories today, it popped up that two years ago to today, August 10th, 2019, you won the last regular season race at MIS. And I remember you and I did an interview that Friday and you were like, man, you won the opener, at, you know, at Daytona that year and you just needed to get some momentum going for the playoffs. And then the next day you pick up the win. You've got back." back-to-back wins now this year to close out the season. Is that the momentum that you need to go out there and and run with this four-truck during the playoffs?
2: I hope so. I mean, we felt like all season long we've been pretty good. We've been just missing, like, little things and and maybe you know we're just not putting the full race together uh, maybe there's things that i could do a little better in the, in the cockpit stuff like that um so we just haven't been putting the full races together and we feel like we should have won by now so um it, it's really nice to to finally get these these wins um under us it, it builds a lot of confidence we had a ton of confidence after not still going into Watkins glen and I think that that confidence is just going to keep building going into gateway here in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, gateway was a place that we were really good last year. We ended up uh, third, I believe. So, um, you know, we feel like we can win there and, you know, we're trying to go for three in a row and, and the ultimate goal is to go ahead and get a win as soon as you can. That way it locks you into the next round. You don't have to really look at points and, and the other two races you can kind of just relax and, and go out there and, and maybe try some different setups, work on some stuff, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're ready for these playoffs. The playoffs have, have bit me these last two seasons, so I'm hoping we can kind of get that in the rearview mirror and I can finally make this Final Four. Um, it seems like it comes down to that that, that last round before the Final Four, uh, at Phoenix and, and we just keep, you know, whether it's last year, we had an engine issue at Martinsville that, that knocked us out. And the year before we wrecked at Martinsville and then we go to Phoenix and we struggled. And, um, so hopefully we can get all that behind us. We've really worked on a short track program and that, that seems like to be where we've kind of struggled in the past. So hopefully, you know, all this stuff that we've been doing is, uh, an improvement and it helps us going forward. And, um, you know, we can
0: really put it to them when playoffs come. Absolutely. All right, man. Last one for you. Um, you know, the playoffs with the truck series, you know, seven total races spread out with six off weeks in the mix there uh, for, for you personally. Is, is that good for extra prep, extra time or d- do these two and three week off periods kill the momentum a little bit?
2: Uh well I mean you saw you kind of saw it after Knoxville Um, you know I was asked the same thing do I think the three weeks off was going to kill the momentum a little bit and uh, we won the race so I I don't think I don't I don't think that the momentum side of it is you know and having those weeks off really hurts us. I think as a team for us with us being a single truck team and we don't have a ton of uh employees that it actually helps us because we can comp- uh prepare better going into the next weekend um you know i feel like we're we're you know that much more um ready you know if you, you want to be 100 percent when you go to the racetrack you percent 20 going to the racetrack with the um i think as for our program i can't speak for everybody else but for our program i think it helps us just because of the you know, the people that we have there and, um, you know, we don't have as people at the shop as some of these other bigger teams do. So any weekends off that we can get to let my guys not be thrashing and really working overly, um, you know, a lot of hours throughout the week and stuff like that. I just think it makes everybody a lot more fresh when we get to the
0: racetrack. Fair enough. I love it. Uh, all right, man, where can everybody follow you on social media? Give a shout out to the sponsors and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, that's one thing I didn't touch up on with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, United Rentals was, that was the first inaugural race that they've sponsored in NASCAR. And United Rentals, it was called the United Rentals 176 for the truck race. And then we were sponsored by United Rentals that weekend. That's my primary sponsor. And we go out there and win the race. So that was really cool to see uh we kind of you know we we talked about it and you know it's hard to win races as it is but sure we were like man it'd be cool if we go down to Watkins Glen and we win uh the united rentals 176 you know with us being sponsored them by them and and then sure enough we go and do it so that was really cool to see you know shiggy hattori has been doing uh a lot of things to to help this program so i can't uh thank him enough you know he's the owner of of Hattori Racing Enterprises and uh, Mike Grecci for everything he's done. Uh, Jack Irvin, just everybody at Toyota and TRD uh, that has put all this, this effort into HRE to, to make it what it is. So um, there's a lot of people I could go on and on forever to, to thank, but um, it, it's it's been a cool cool deal a cool journey to to be with toyota these last three years and hopefully we can just keep this relationship going
0: i love it all right lap traffic nation huge thanks to austin hill for calling in austin good luck in the playoffs and uh hope we talk at least one more time maybe sometime in november sounds good to me man
2: all righty sounds <laughs> good man, <laughs> all right, man. we'll, we'll talk, talk to you then
0: we'll see you yeah bye Oh, lap traffic nation! How awesome is that? Austin Hill, I love getting race winners on right after they win. That that's kind of like my, uh, you know, I, I love that. Let's let's just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little Xfinity here. Um, I mean, Ty Gibbs, what more needs to be said? Going out there and doing what he does uh, at road courses. Apparently, picked up the Xfinity win at uh, the Daytona Road Course. He's now one here. I mean, when we look at it, this guy's just dominating when he's in that car. Uh, You know, and we've seen that before, right? Like, we've seen Kyle Busch dominate in a car, but then we've seen guys not be able to dominate when it's not Kyle Busch. Um, Not the case here with the 54. So, I mean, this guy is going to be dangerous when that full-time ride comes and will be a championship contender that first full year, which I think is awesome for the series, you know, A.J. Allmendinger doing what A.J. Allmendinger does at a road course. You know, I I don't think he's done with wins. I don't think he's done making a name for himself. Uh, You know, he's right up there from a points perspective, right behind Austin Sindrick. You know, so uh, I love... The Xfinity series this year. I think it's great, the points battles that we're having. You know, we've got, you know, Austin Sindrick with four, Dinger with two, Burton with two, or I'm sorry, All Geyer with two, Jeb Burton with one. Surprised Harrison Burton doesn't have a win. Surprised Noah Gregson doesn't have a win, you know. And then we've got some surprise players that are potentially going to make the playoffs. You got Jeremy Clements sitting 10th in points. The last few years, we're talking about Jeremy Clemens sitting 14th or 15th in points and hoping that he's going to go and pull off uh, a spoiler at one of the road courses. Jeremy Clemens is in right now, which is is really cool. Um, And on top of that, we've got a bubble battle which is great you got Hurst in 12 only one point ahead of snyder in 13th only 15 points ahead of brandon brown you know now here's where things would be awesome could you imagine if josh Berry's win uh as 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 well as you know if, if he were running for the the playoffs you know because now he's knocking somebody else out of the spot you know i love that we do have the playoff battle i love that it's not so top heavy uh, in the Xfinity series this year yes Austin's had his moments of greatness with four wins but he's also had some some pretty bad finishes as well you know so i think the playing field is a little bit more even you know it it would be hard to pick a final four right now obviously you'd put Austin Cindrick in there do you put Dinger in there do you put Daniel Hemrick who has been consistent but hasn't been able to finish it you know and when we look at what the playoffs have required across all three series, you got to win. You know, Matt Crafton's the anomaly to that, right? Um, So that said, you know, do you put Hemrick in your final four? Justin Allgaier always seems to get a late, you know, uh, late summer push, what what could Allgaier do? You know, there, there are probably six or seven guys you could make the argument for the final four spots. So that's going to be a fun battle to watch. Cannot wait to, uh, to to get Dustin Albino's take on the Xfinity series here. Uh, going to look at getting him back on for the Jsky ski bonus show here over the next week or so and uh, get his take on things. So, all right, I'm going to rush through things here a little bit just because there is so much more to get to and we're already almost 35 minutes into the show. Uh, Let's talk a minute about the Cup Series, the Cup Race. You know, Larson, unstoppable, right? Just kicking ass his first year back, five wins for the five car, 23 races in. Who would have thought, right? Like, We all knew the potential was there. You know, it's not like Kyle Larson hasn't won in a cup car before. He's done pretty well in a cup car before, you know. It was a matter of how much is the basically year off and out of the car, along with a new team going to hurt you. And the answer is none whatsoever. Uh, But if, if I were to offer you something, this is what I will offer you, you know, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, not saying I want this to happen. But just to, to, to reel everybody out of the clouds, so to speak, here for a minute, uh, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin were unstoppable last year. Neither one walked away with the championship. Only Hamlin made it to the final four, um, you know, so that's not to say. Denny Hamlin can't make it to the Final Four and finally pull it out. That's not to say William Byron can't do it. That's not to say Chase Elliott can't repeat. And that's not to say any one of these guys can't turn it up in the playoffs. And that's, that's what I really like about it this year. I know I've said it before, is when this format first kind of came to fruition, um, you could almost walk your way through to the final four with some playoff points uh, or at least the round of eight. But when we look at, you know, who's going to get to the round of eight? Well, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. William Byron, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, Ryan Blaney. That's your top eight. Yeah, I could see all of them getting there. I could also see Brad Keselowski getting there. I could also see Alex Bowman getting in there. Hell, who knows? Kurt Busch every once in a while can surprise people. Can Kevin Harvick turn it up? And you know, so there could be eight to eleven guys that you could make the argument get to the final eight in the Cup Series. Which, if we've got that big of of or that level of competition for the final 8 man what would the final 4 look like you know obviously last year we're penning Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin to the final four. Uh, I, I I pen Kyle Larson to the final four. I'm pretty confident on that. Everybody else is a pencil for me, man. That's that's where I'm at. We got three races until the playoffs. I teased it at the start of the show. We're going to an Indy road course. Never ran that in Cup. Obviously, that kind of levels things out a little bit. Uh, you know. So what if we got another first time winner there? What if someone stuns the world? You know. M I S has been Kevin Harvick's play ground You know, has Rodney saved something magical for MIS? I mean, I, I I don't see that at the moment. I mean, Kevin's been doing better, but I don't see him coming out and dominating at MIS like he's done in years past. And then you got the wild card at Daytona. Uh, I I love so much how things are shaping up here for the close of this season because it's it's been incredible to this point, and it's only going to get better going forward. This this is when we start having some fun so all right uh i'll leave it with that and let's get anthony alfredo on the line all right lap traffic nation joining me on the line making his first appearance on the lap traffic podcast he is the driver number 38 with front row motorsports it's anthony alfredo anthony what's up man how are you I'm doing well, thanks. I'm excited to be here for the first time. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Uh, listen, what's been going on off weeks, NASCAR Olympics, time off. Uh, have you gotten to do anything fun?
3: Yeah, I got to go home after the New Hampshire race and spend a lot of time with my friends and family, catch up with them. And then I actually went to the Outer Banks for the last week. So had a great time there doing a little bit of fishing and hanging on the beach um, but I'm ready to get back racing.
0: Absolutely. I am excited to watch some racing. I'm excited. MIS is coming up in a couple of weeks. My home track, which I'll be at. Get to that here in just a minute. Um, Anthony, uh, first full year in cup running with with, with Front Row. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience, that learning curve, and, and, and how this first year is going for you.
3: Well, it's been a huge learning curve, as expected, obviously. I never got to run full-time in the NASCAR truck series or the Xfinity series, so it was a big jump for me, but I've got great people around me at Front Row Motorsports, and um, you know, just awesome to have an owner like Bob Jenkins, who believes in me, and so many great partners backing us. We've made a lot of improvements throughout the year. I think we've built a lot of great chemistry and keep getting better each and every week, so we've had an up-and-down year. It's been one of the most challenging, I'd say, for me, not because of the the jump it is for me but because of all the mechanical issues we've had and and, um or not that there's been so many of those but all of the issues we've had in general whether it's been being in the wrong place at the wrong time having you know getting taken out having a mechanical issue stuff like that have really crippled um our performance at a lot of races because when we don't have anything go wrong like that uh, we have really great races so i'm looking forward to getting back into a a little bit of a rhythm here in these upcoming
0: weeks. Absolutely, you know, two weeks kind of like a reset thing, which is great for a lot of guys I could imagine. You know, uh how do you not let that get into your head? Like how 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 do you kind of help not eat or you know, beat yourself up over things that aren't your fault, aren't the team's fault and 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 stay focused each week when you strap in.
3: Well, to be honest, that's a great question because I've been trying to figure that out myself this year. I haven't, I haven't had so much misfortune, so many weeks in a row, or, or just ever, and you know, in a season. Uh, so it's been a hard challenge, honestly, to to get back on your feet and keep fighting the next week. But we've done that, and I think that's why we've built built up so much more chemistry because we've learned to overcome you know, weeks like that and just go fight another day. I think the biggest thing is, you know, staying motivated, staying focused on the the end goal and, you know, just knowing that's a part of it. Everybody has those years. Everybody, you know, goes through that. It's just part of racing. It's a part of life. And as unfortunate as it is, Uh, Like I said, you just got to keep at it. And that's when you start seeing things go your way is when you don't give up, you keep working hard. So I've I've stayed motivated from that, uh, just knowing that it's going to make the good days that
0: much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Veteran teammate, Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell. Uh, Michael's been on the show a handful of times. Great guy. You know, talk about uh, your chemistry, working with him as a teammate, uh, you know, and being able to lean on his shoulder a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's been excellent. He's been an awesome teammate for me just because of how much experience he has. He's been in the Cup Series for such a long time and has so much other racing experience. So I've been uh, very fortunate to lean on him uh, and, and, you know, work – work with him on and off the track. He's a, he's a great person, uh, you know, off the track. And I think him and I get along really well. We kind of clicked immediately when we first met. So it's been cool to to work together and push each other to be better every week.
0: That's great. Um, all right. So we're headed to Watkins Glen this weekend after two weeks off, as far as I could tell, this is your first time running there in any of NASCAR's top series. Uh, how are you getting ready for that?
3: I'm actually really excited about it. I think uh, all the work I put in with Ford performance on a simulator every week has has paid off well because we don't have practice or qualifying at the majority of these races. So I'm uh I'm just looking forward to getting to my Benz Automotive uh Ford Mustang and trying to make the most of the day. You know, it's gonna be a challenge. Like I said, no practice and qualifying has probably been the most difficult obstacle to overcome all year. There hasn't been a more difficult time as a rookie in all of motorsports to my knowledge than last year and this year. And I was both a rookie in the Xfinity series and the Cup series. So um I've kind of gotten used to it. It's kind of the new normal. But like I said, that that Ford Performance preparation in the simulator and my sim seats driving simulator on iRacing in my apartment um have been excellent training tools for me to just keep honing my skills, get better and be familiar with these tracks before I get there, so that we can have a good day.
0: You know, so th- I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've talked about this on the show. You know, since last year, with, with the you know the the removal, if you will, of the practices and qualifying, is that you know from the veterans. You know, we kind of have that veteran rule in the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series. If you've ran X number of years, you can only run X number of races in lower series. You know, I'm in favor of that type of a rule for the veterans from a practice and qualifying perspective well at least a practice perspective but i like you said you know this is the toughest two years for rookies you know i think you guys deserve and need to go have some practice and get some extra seat time uh is is that something you could you could get behind you know uh you know if, if you're let's say in the series less than five years you know you get a 30 40 minute practice race weekend
4: yeah i
3: think anything's better than nothing at this point right we've had the, the weekends we have had a practice session. It's just a short 50 minute session. So under an hour at the ovals, it's fairly enough to, to get all your adjustments in and, and usually not enough time to make a mock qualifying run, unless your, your car is really good. You don't have to make many adjustments from the start of practice, but that's the same amount of time we've been given at these road courses. And that's, been a huge challenge because you go to circuit of the americas or road america and the lap times are well over two minutes well by the time you leave the pits make one lap or maybe even two laps you can only make probably three runs by the end of practice three one or two lap runs for that matter so um it's pretty difficult so i'd love to see it maybe a little bit more at those places but like i said being used to not having it at all just making one lap to know everything's working the way it's supposed to, or you know what your car is going to do when you head down into turn one is, is nice.
0: Absolutely. Uh, All right, man, a couple weeks coming up here to MIS. Uh, You had a solid run there in the ARCA series last year. I think that was your first time there. Uh, It's the big two miles. Everyone talks about what turn one is like with the drop of the green flag. Uh, Are you looking forward to coming back up to the Irish Hills here in Michigan?
3: yeah michigan's a really cool track and i honestly believe it might be one we can uh have a really successful race at just because of the way those races play out with the draft there. And, um, the way you got to be patient, it's, it's not quite like a super speedway race, but it's similar in the ways that they're definitely an ideal lane to be in, um, the traction compound they laid out could play a factor as well. So fortunately I raced there in the NASCAR Trucks series a couple of years ago, um, uh, back in 2019. And then I got to run that ARCA race there as well last year. So a little bit of track familiarity, but it'll be different in the cup car for sure. But I'm definitely looking forward to the challenge. And like I said, I think we can uh, make something happen there. Awesome. I
0: love it. All right, Anthony, uh, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Shout out to sponsors, all that good stuff.
3: All my social media is at Anthony Alfredo. And my Twitch and TikTok is fast underscore pasta. And uh, if you want to check out my website, it's anthonyalfredo.com. You can also find all the links there. Uh, Stay up to date with me.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Lap Traffic Nations, huge shout-out to Anthony Alfredo for calling on the show. Anthony, good luck this weekend. Watkins Glen, see you in a couple of weeks at Michigan, man.
3: Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Thanks, man. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. Yes, as you could tell there, uh, talked to Anthony before Watkins Glen. Uh, had the opportunity to talk to him for a few minutes. Wasn't going to pass it up and definitely wanted to get that in there. Uh, great to have him on for the first time there. Uh, all right. All right. Let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, the Facebook, the Lap Travic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Travic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Traffic PC. You know, I I, I rattle those off TikTok, Twitch. I have the accounts. I haven't done much with them. You guys tell me if you've made it this far into the show. Do I need to start doing something from a TikTok perspective? Do you think that might help pick up some listeners, followers on a different platform? Uh, You guys tell me where you're at from a TikTok perspective. Uh, If you've made it this far into the show, feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. I would love to get some feedback. Let's do some new followers. Jana at Jana Shelby lover, NASCAR and junior fan. Welcome to the show. No DQ at no DQ.com. One of the best wrestling sources out there for spoilers news and all that good stuff. Thanks for the follow guys. Uh, and Tommy at, uh, Magdeburg, Tommy, big Harvick and Larson fan from Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show guys. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Um, don't forget to go check out the store on the website. You want some lap traffic merch, and you might have seen uh, I've got free stickers and koozies. I'm I probably mailed out over thirty. Uh, that's that's for sure. So that's awesome. There are some new ones. Uh, you were guaranteed a new one if you sent a request uh, from my social media thing. Uh, as it stands now, I will bring new and traditional to MIS. So if you're going to be at MIS, let me know. Let's connect. Let's do our own little traffic meetup if uh, enough people are going to be there. And... Um now it's a, it's a random grab. I pre stuff the envelopes, and that way it's uh, just a grab, fill out the address, stick some stamps, and toss it in the mail. So who knows? You might get a new one, a limited edition, or you might get the traditional. So uh, if you want a free koozie and some stickers, just fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, all right. So before we get to uh, Mr. Newdorf and the weather, let's get... MIS race sponsor, Firekeepers Casino's own Jim Wise on the line. All right, lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. I am so excited to welcome him back for his third appearance on the Lab Traffic Podcast. He is with Firekeepers Casino, who will be sponsoring the upcoming races at MIS uh, in a couple weeks for the Firekeepers Casino 400. Welcome back to the Lab Traffic Podcast, Jim Wise. Jim, how are you, man?
5: Brandon, it's great to be back with you. You know what? It- it feels very awkward having missed that June race, you know, with us moving the race to down to one for Michigan this year and going to August, it, it felt kind of awkward to not be running in June, but we're real pumped up about August 22nd at three o'clock. I can tell you that
0: I, I am pumped up. I'm so excited. You know, uh- As a fan with the podcast, I mean, I've, I've been used to going to MIS twice a year for a a very long time. So yes, I understand that. Like, wait a minute, how come I haven't been to MIS yet and all that? So no, I am, I am ecstatic. I'm excited to get back out to the track. Um, before we get into all that, you guys have a bunch of exciting things going on with the casino, from the the second hotel opening, uh, mobile gaming, all that good stuff. Talk about all the new stuff going on over at Firekeepers
5: Casino. Well, we have a huge expansion that uh, we open on uh, Monday the 16th, and uh, people can be here live or stream it uh, on Facebook or YouTube. We're going to, after we have our grand opening kind of ceremony um the king of the high wire nick Walenda, will walk on a high wire across from tower one to tower two it's kind of symbolic of the transition of the property getting even bigger and better uh, and and that's going to be a very interesting thing he's going to be uh, 200 feet above the ground he's going to walk more than a football field in length on a wire that's uh about a nickel's worth wide so that's uh pretty amazing uh, No harnessing or anything like that. He's doing what the great Walenda family has done for the better part of 200 years. So that's on Monday the 16th. And, you know, we come through that. That means our hotel's open. It means our new high-limit gaming area is open. Uh, It means our our Neavey Signature restaurant has moved to a brand-new location uh, in the base of the hotel tower, even bigger and more upscale. Um, we've got more things along with that, another copy coffee location. So that all is open then. And then we really gear up for Michigan speedway and, uh, the Firekeepers casino 400 on the 22nd. That's awesome.
0: I, I love it. Uh, and if, if anybody is in the Michigan area, whether it's, it's traveling through for race weekend or, or any other time you're driving across 94, uh, you know, Take that exit off. Run into Fire Keepers. It's great. The wife and I go out there quite a bit. Uh, Nebe Restaurant is absolutely incredible. I've uh, done a couple nice dinners there. It's great. Make sure you go check it out, um, Jim. Let's uh, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, speaking of, of, of race weekend and all that, um, for a few years the the trophy for fire keepers was that iconic spinning dice and then last year you guys switched to the slot machine and i gotta say i love them both and being a casino i think that gives a unique creative uh, avenue for a winner's trophy you know we've seen some pretty you know normal ones if you will but uh, i think being the casino gives you guys some flexibility there so what can you leak what we might see this year in the winner's trophy
5: Rob, we always like to make some little changes, and I have to give tip of the cap to uh, Michigan Speedway and the trophy makers because we'll come up with a concept and ship it off to them, and they come back with just some – always interesting concepts they're great to work with we make numerous changes i think we're going to stay with the slot machine foundation but there are some different pieces to it this year so we really enjoyed that the dice they were able to move and and we thought that was kind of over the top um last year we went to the slot but you know some so few people you had to watch it online and and You know, maybe you saw the ceremony after when Kevin Harvick was given the trophy, but I think we're going to stay kind of in that slot machine vein, uh, at least for this year. And then we'll see how much uh, do we want to change it? Do we drive those poor trophy makers crazy again with a whole new design or not?
0: I love it. Um, Okay. So we are, you're back this year. Uh, I think you guys have a a couple year extension on on the partnership there. Um, I know you've talked about it before, but for the new listeners and all that, you know, what makes this
5: partnership work
0: so well for you guys with MIS?
5: You know, for us, it's a couple different things. Our prime market is kind of a wide ranging market. You know, We draw in guests from Illinois and Indiana and Ohio who either are traversing the 94 for some reason, for work, for family, for whatever, Um, and so therefore, more so than a lot of casinos, we really have a legitimate wide market, and so many people come in from those states for this race that it, it gives us a chance to stay very relevant in their minds And to stay, you know, top of mind for them and see that we're a major player in this region. So, you know, that kind of relevance is extremely important to us. Uh, We love the drama and energy of the race. Uh, We love the way Michigan Speedway caters to its guests. They have great service. And, you know, Rick Brenner does a terrific job making sure that everybody who comes to MIS has a great experience. So, the whole thing kind of makes sense for us. We also like investing in projects that are in the state of Michigan and keep our money in the state and with Michigan events. And so, we started smaller as uh, originally, gosh, probably six, seven years ago, we started as a poll day sponsor. And it's just grown from there, and we love it. So, Uh, we're, we're in for, till further notice, like we're, you know, nobody has to worry about there not being a major sponsor for the NASCAR race. Uh, we're in and we're locked and loaded for well into the future
0: that is that's that's awesome i love all everything that you just said there um for the fans you know what uh what you know besides sign presence uh at, at the track you know um i know the fire keepers has their setup there in the uh, fan plaza area what uh, what can fans expect from fire keepers at the track
5: well, we we'll always we always have a game for people to play, and uh, we'll be able to certainly get you know people can come in and give us their email and a little bit of information, and we have great products to have fun and give away. This year is radically different though, because of course you know the state of Michigan now has iGaming Live, uh, and we have a great sign up offer for people. You know you can live in another state and still sign up for our iGaming product. You can only play when you're in the state of Michigan, but if you're going to be there for three or four days, we'd love to see people uh, sign up for that. We have two $500 bonus matches for uh, people who on their initial sign up. And that means we'll match your first deposit up to $500 in casino credit. And then your first sportsbook book wager will match that up to $500 also. So we think that's a real aggressive offer. So, We've got all the normal fun, but we're going to be reminding people, um, if you sign up, I think we've got something like 75 different wagering opportunities uh, related to the Firekeepers Casino 400. So whether it is uh, top three, or will this person beat this person, or other winners like that, stage winners, you name it. Uh, we've got tons of different wagering opportunities for people uh, for the Firekeepers Casino 400. Those will post um, start posting Wednesday and Thursday of race week.
0: That's excellent. I am all about that. Lap Traffic Nation knows all about that. Uh, speaking of of race week, uh, Saturday night at Firekeepers, you guys have a meet and greet, and uh, the the driver. I'll, I'll let you say who it is. Is is a. Uh, past champion. So who's coming to Firekeepers for Meet and Greet Saturday night?
5: You know what? He's a two-time past champion in fact. So we're thrilled to have him. You know, we we tried to have him last year and it didn't obviously work out. We just couldn't do it. Um and so we we said, "Well, you know, can we just extend this contract and we'll take a look at it in 2021?" And he's just a super nice guy and that is Joey Logano. So we're thrilled to have Joey Legato. And, you know, the driver's schedules now are just different also in a in a COVID and post-COVID world. Yep. So they came back to us and said, listen, you know, if you don't mind, you need to understand uh, he's not coming in like on Wednesday the way he used to. So we used to run these events on Thursday night always for years. People would say, no, 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 wait. They do it on Thursday night. Not this year. We're doing it on Saturday night, the 21st from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, outside of the Cabaret Lounge in the casino. You do have to be 21 years of age or older, um, but we're going to have the trophy and Joey there, and people can come and to have a photo taken or take their own with their uh, iPhone or, or Android. Uh, and uh, it's just a great opportunity to meet a two-time champion, and uh, we're thrilled to have him.
0: That's excellent. And uh, speaking of of all of this, so we can wrap with this. Lab Traffic Nation uh, Firekeepers Casino has given the show a pair of tickets to give away to the Firekeepers Four Hundred. So uh, make sure you are following on social media to see the rules details for that ticket giveaway. Um, make sure you come out to Firekeepers. You guys know it's my home track. I absolutely love it. Go check out Firekeepers. Uh, get a hold of me on social media. I will be there. I want to meet you guys. As well, maybe I can even schedule something with Fire Keepers and be at the Fire Keeper setup at uh, a particular point in time over the weekend. So uh, well, Jim, we'd love
5: that. Yes. Let me tell you something we we appreciate all that you do and all that your Lap Traffic Nation fans do. So we'd love to have you. You let us know, and and we'd be thrilled to see you at our booth.
0: Absolutely. I think we can make that happen. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Jim Wise with Firekeepers Casino for calling in. Jim, uh, stay sane over these next couple weeks. Good luck with the opening of the the hotel expansion there, and look forward to seeing you at MIS, man.
5: Absolutely. Look forward to seeing you there.
0: Take care. We'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Great to talk again with Jim Wise from Firekeepers Casino. Cannot wait to get out there again in a couple weeks, as I've hyped up all show long. But right now, joining me back on the line, it's been a minute since he's been on. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. It's Brian Newdorf, sir. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Now,
4: doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's nice and warm here, and across the Ohio Valley to this uh, while we're talking and doing this podcast.
0: Yes, it's uh, it's it's nice and toasty up here in uh, Metro Detroit as well. You mean it's you mean it's not snowing? It's not snowing. Thankfully, it feels like it's been that long, man. Um, how you been? Uh, doing
4: well. You know, I you know, but we had the Olympics, and you know, we had Watkins Glen, which is a great track. Anybody who hasn't ever been to Watkins Glen should really go. That was actually where I got my Despite the fact that I'm from Indianapolis area growing up and I've been to Indianapolis 500s, my first big racetrack was the mo- Indianapolis Motor Speedway. My first NASCAR race was at Watkins Glen. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, when That's I worked awesome. in the Rochester area. So that was – and, and, and how fitting for the weather, NASCAR weatherman. And I think this, this was in the early days before I um, became NASCAR weatherman. I was in that process. And I met Jeff Gluck, but it, it, it ran on a Monday.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, one of those. So That'll I got happen. rained out.
4: I got rained out on my first uh, NASCAR race.
0: No kidding. Oh, that's crazy. Um. Yeah, no, we, we've had Olympics. You've had travel and luggage issues and all that. And, you know, yeah, it's it's uh, it has.
4: You're right. It has been a while because I, and then bad. I had a Then I literally had a migraine the last time I was supposed to be on at like The very last minute I was supposed to go on. And yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. You uh, that was with you. And Aaron, Aaron, yeah.
0: Yeah. For the big 250, you snubbed me. But that's OK. I understand. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. But all right. We're headed to Indy. It's your home track. I know you've got whether it's an Indy 500 or a Brickyard for the 400. I know you got a story. What's 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 one of your favorite Indianapolis stories? Being my favorite story of, uh, and this is a NASCAR one, so I can't remember what year it was,
4: but I was part of the social media garage, uh, and I, I think it was also with. Um, Possibly NASCAR gasm as well, but there were a few other people that I was part of the social media garage uh, when they had it. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won that race, but they had a lot of us in, and then Chevy was sponsoring a Q and A for some social media people. and And Tony Stewart, when he while he was still with Chevy, was at one of the things, and I introduced myself as the NASCAR weatherman. It was a Friday. It was raining for some of the races, and so I introduced myself. and Tony Stewart looked at me and goes, "Oh, so you're the jackass who did this or something like <laughs> that." So I got called. A jackass by Tony Stewart. And that was when I officially became a member of the NASCAR media. I mean, that's
0: that's kind of like uh you know, it's an, a rite of passage. yeah, right yeah, that's the exact phrase I was looking for. Yes, absolutely. Like I've made it win Tony Stewart calls me a jackass. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. Um uh, I, I imagine you're not going to get out there. I know work's been crazy for you. Uh, you know, do, do you have a, a track or a, a race in mind that you would be memorable for you for your, to be your first one back? Uh, you know, I, I think I like since I'm in the since I'm in the Ohio
4: Valley and I'm able to get to a lot of places, uh, Bristol's close enough for me to travel to so bristol would definitely bristol would definitely be one i've got some friends who are meteorologists in the knoxville uh bristol and also in bristol so to go with them would be a a lot of fun Uh, getting back to indy would be kind of cool especially obviously with the um they're doing the road course right
0: yes yeah
4: yeah so um, i mean i hope i listen i love india i just got a place in my heart but i also kind of think to myself um you know, ever since the Goodyear debacle with the tires and stuff oh, wow. like that, yes, you know, it's it's really hurt the race and the the design of the tr- cars have hurt at, at that track. It it's got a history, but it's just not the same. But I will say, and I did think about that that particular race, and I did think about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway probably a week ago when I pulled a Jeff Burton on a poor bird uh, driving to work one day. So um, <laughs> if you, anybody who knows what I'm talking about, Burton hit two birds down the straightaway on a restart. And, um, yeah, it went poof. It's kind of like – now, the first, sadly, as a baseball fan, the first thing I thought about was Randy Johnson throwing the ball and hitting the bird. Yeah, oh, um,
0: I remember that.
4: But but then, it, but then because of the fact that I was in a car, I immediately went back to that memory of the brickyard and Burton um, hitting a bird. So, yeah, the poor bird did not get out of the way. No. It's not my fault. I was bigger <laughs> and I was
0: I, – yeah. You know, I, I hope that – the fans and NASCAR give the Oval of Indy another shot with the the new car, right? Like I get the road course appeal right now. It's hot, it's strong, the fans love it. The racing's been great. Whether it's traditional road course like Sonoma, Watkins Glen, or the Roval at Charlotte, or now, you know, the, the Indy road course. You know, I get it and I'm all about it. And I hope I imagine it's gonna be a great race. Um But I hope maybe whether it's next year with the new car, whatever, you know, I hope they rotate at some of these places where they can and have the option to rotate. You know, like, hey, what's hot right now? Oh, it's the road course. Okay, well, let's let's switch. What's hot right now? Oh, it's intermediates. Okay, let's go back to the Roval. You know, I hope NASCAR takes advantage of the situation that they're in to kind of test and and see what happens with the new car at least. In a year or two, and and to go back because you know NASCAR at the Brickyard was huge. You know, I think some of the new fans and all that you know just have these memories of of recent years of of TV. You know, just showing so many empty spots in the grandstands and and across the the, the front stretch there, and it's like that's not what NASCAR at Indy used to be. You know, no, so and I, it's not I a hope, and it's I,
4: really not a fair comparison. I mean. It's not, and I think too many times NASCAR fans or the media who doesn't understand the sports try to compare it to the Indianapolis 500, and you right. just can't compare no. the two. No. I mean, that track is designed to hold the people it holds for the Indianapolis 500, right. not necessarily for the brickyard. And of course, the novelty of the initial, like for me, okay, I was an IndyCar guy, all right? I, my family has connections to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and to all that stuff. And, um, so for me, you know, that seeing the 94, you know, first race and all that stuff, to me that was um really got NASCAR on my radar. Yeah, pun intended for the met <laughs> meteorologists, but still. Um it, 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 you know, granted it would take still a, probably another uh, you know 7 years or so before I truly got into the sport itself. But I started paying attention, at least I was paying attention to the Brickyard when it came, when the NASCAR cars came to the track, I was still paying attention, probably even more than when they hosted the F1 race. Sure. So, you know, for me, it, it put NASCAR on the map for me as a sports fan. So there was some definitely there. And it, it, in Indianapolis, I mean, I, I drive around here and I still see, even in Southern Indiana and across the Central Indiana, of course, tracks are nearby. You know, you can get to these races, you can get to these places, and there are fans they they love racing period but i hear what you're saying maybe they need to do split and i i still think this and i i'm going to say this about baseball i love baseball but i think the season's too long sure i think nascar races may be too long and maybe the season i think there should be some endurance races don't get me wrong i don't think we should take away some of the the long like the coke 600 you know i don't think we should get rid of those races but maybe instead only have a handful of really long races and then, you know, go back to, I mean, because I think to myself, I look at my local short track. I happen to pass it, you know, every once in a while on 65 and it's full. It's full of people. Yeah. Maybe NASCAR's missing the mark here. I think places where short track racing is healthy. Maybe NASCAR needs to look at that and be like, OK, why are these places that are still going strong? Why are short track on a Saturday night doing really well?
0: So, so many options now that NASCAR's got more control of tracks and the schedule to play around with things, which is awesome. Um, All right, man. Well, let's let's uh, fast forward here to uh, the future. And uh, what are we looking at weather wise uh, for this weekend? You're asking me to predict the future. I I'll have to. Have to. <laughs> and throw some lotto numbers in there while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So generally speaking, as we look at
4: the early start, I think overall the weekend looks pretty good. In fact, it should compare to other August races uh, with NASCAR. you are looking at like maybe low 80s, so it should be very nice this weekend uh, going into uh, the start. But Friday is the if if I had to pick a wet day it could very well be Friday with showers and thunderstorms. Obviously, everybody's gonna tell me they can race in the rain, yes, but we learned with Watkins Glen, you have that lightning situation. And it is, for everybody who still don't know, it's an eight mile radius, okay? Any lightning within the eight mile radius, they shut down. And then they have to wait 30 minutes once that lightning passes, before they can get started again
5: and with the road
0: course that eight mile radius actually expands because if you're at the farthest east or north part of that track and it hits then now you're tacking on that eight miles from that further stretch of the track versus just your two mile oval so yeah actually it's actually kind of a bigger than an eight mile radius at a road course granted roval uh, at india it's going to be confined but that's why we ran into that issue at watkins Glen
4: yeah so um just keep that in mind with uh this weekend but i think overall now obviously that stuff could change depending on timing of a of a front moving through that's kind of what we're watching not only in indy but here in the ohio valley uh, a front coming through that's going to cool things off it always comes down to timing when you're this far out sometimes timing is still a wild card but i think generally speaking it's been pretty consistent so once we get past some of the warm conditions near 90 on friday with possible showers and thunderstorms a much better weekend awaits us especially for sunday uh, overall. Now I'm going to be working a weird schedule. So for anybody who listens and follows me, um, I'll try to do a lot of stuff early before work. Um, but I will be doing the overnight shift. So I may do something in the morning before I go to bed at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning and then do something after I wake up because I have to work at like 1130 midnight. So, uh, those are, those are all weird things for my schedule. So, and if I do post something, I may even schedule something to get posted. Uh, but I may not have a lot of updates, but I don't see Sunday being something that i'm going to have to update constantly i may miss the race but generally speaking um i think everything's good up until about friday a, a friday and then everything after that is 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 good
0: excellent i love it all right let traffic nation make sure you follow brian on twitter at nascar underscore wxman along with race race weather aaron studwell who'll be back next week all right man great to catch up with you and uh, look forward to talking to you soon man all right sounds good all right man we'll see you all right. Lap Traffic Nation. Great to catch up with Brian there. And, uh, hey, let's keep things rolling. It's time for this week's a Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. Tweet your picks after race weekend, and I'll read them on the show. My lucky dog. Got to be the five team. Kyle Larson. Five wins. Uh, you know, he, he proved he could win at the road courses earlier in the year. Backed it up with another win this weekend at Watkins Glen. A lap Down. It's got to go to Brad Keselowski and Team Penske. Just a... A uh, horrible team effort there by everyone. Some bad luck and, and, and some things just not go their way. But uh, there you have it for me. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's Lucky Dog. Team Hendrick, two-week break, change, nothing. Great. Hashtag LT Fantasy Weekend for me. Uh, lap down. Team Penske breaks didn't give them a break. I like that, sir. Nicely done, Brian at Stormin B81. Lucky dog. He actually, was a great race all around and another one-two. Hendrick finish. Lap down Keselowski and all his issues. Uh, Andrew at Racing Cants used to close out the wave around hotline. Uh, well, the easy lap down is Xfinity and Comcast for my TV feed freezing throughout the race. Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3, Lucky Dog. Ty Gibbs, dude, knows how to get it done. Another win against Sindrik and Almendinger. Lap down, Team Penske, led by Keselowski's issues. Janet at Froggy16, Lucky Dog to the whole field. For a solid race with no actual Rex-induced cautions, lap down Suarez. Can he catch some consistent luck? Uh, Matt at Camper News Net used to kick off the Wave Around Hotline. Lucky dog. Chase Elliott for coming from the back of the field for a second-place finish. Additional. Lucky dog NASCAR after two weeks uh, of the Olympic breaks and no lap down for Matt. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog Larson for winning at another race. This kid is a beast. A lap down. Chase Elliott's team for pushing the limits too far and causing their driver to have to battle from the rear. All right. Those are your lucky dog picks there. Let's close this thing out with some lap traffic fantasy and a special guest in C. J. Wolf. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time to close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. There's only three more race weekends to go to set the playoff grid uh, and, and to close this thing out tonight. Joining me on the line, making his fifth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He didn't have week high, but he had second week high, just two points behind my uncle with 154 points this week it is
6: none other than cj Wolliver cj what's up brother how are you man Hey man, thank you for having me back. And I tell you, nobody is it good as good at coming in second as as CJ. So I'm <laughs> I'm glad that I uh, glad that I could be the fill in guy for Excellent. you. Today. Yes, no, I lo- I'm I glad mean, to be on. But one fifty
0: four to one fifty six. I mean you
6: right there for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush finish right there. One fifty six, one fifty four. <laughs> I'll take it all day. I'll take it all day. <laughs> well, man, what's what's new? It's been a minute since uh, we, we've caught up on the podcast and all. All that good stuff how's life man
6: things things are going great uh you know still covering nascar and the, the everything from the house you know waiting to hopefully be able to get back to the track but you know all the feeds and stuff we have we've had so many exciting races and finishes it's been great uh glad that we went back racing uh two weeks off man i know that I'm not on the road so that when I say, man, I don't like being off for that long, that the people that are on the road right now would probably like to pull my hair out. But (laughs) I missed it, man. We went to the beach. Uh, We actually uh, went to Destin, Florida. And the water down there is beautiful. And the whole time I just kept thinking, man, it smells like Daytona around here. So it was making me miss NASCAR. Absolutely. glad glad to be back in it and Watkins Glen's always awesome so uh, definitely enjoying everything that we're getting to experience right now in the sport
0: yes uh, you know and and we're I mean like I said a minute ago you know we got three races to go in the regular season uh, you know here we are still sitting Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin without wins we've got two guys outside the top 16 you know we've got a teammate battle possibly for the final spot I mean this is this is everything you could have written up for a calm To a NASCAR regular season. There's so much excitement scattered throughout the entire standings that are fun stories to watch.
6: Absolutely. And I mean, it's like the Austin Dillon stuff. I mean, just all of a sudden finds himself uh, outside of the playoffs. Bob Pockris actually posted a video uh, to Twitter this morning in an interview. Um, It was a Zoom session uh, with members of the media with Austin Dillon. He said, you know, we're not. We're not panicking about it. We're not worried about it. We're going to, you know, do our best to get there because I think uh, sometimes the best strategy for when you have to make things happen is continue what you've been doing, right? I mean, so obviously they've had a a strong season for that three-team comparatively with previous seasons, you know, that the the three-team has had and RCR has been strong. So uh, I, I think just... The teams that need to get in. I really don't think you change anything. You continue to go and try to win every weekend. You try to be as fast as you can every weekend, and hopefully that uh, things keep working. If it, when you change stuff up, sometimes I think that's I think that messes you up. So. That's another. That's sort of uh, preluding my picks, and maybe explains a little (laughs) bit why I'm picking who I'm picking. Because I need to make the playoffs too. Uh, I'm uh, so close. Uh, Yeah, we
0: we need you in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's recap this past week here. So uh, I had Hunter Dinger Chase Elliott picked up 136. You had Larson Dinger John Hunter for 154. You picked up a bonus point too. So you know that'll even help you as well as you get into the playoffs. Uh, uh, our top ten right now, segment two, still in first place is Steven with 12.53. Uh, two-way tie for second, Glenn Atkins, Henry Fletcher. Uh, Stephanie Borges is in third. Matt Camper in fourth. Joe Scapino uh, in fifth with 11.55. Chad Robbins, sixth with 11.48. Jeff Bevan in seventh. Uh, Kristen Hoglund in eighth, along with Richard Cravens. Uh, Jeff Kunkadal and Matthew Miles in ninth, and wrapping up the top 10, segment two, Jess Rose with 1,116. Bonus points Henry Fletcher is killing it with nine, John Entwitzel with eight, Eric Soder with seven, uh, and then we got a long list of people with six, five, four, three. So the bonus points are there. If you make the playoffs, those will carry over for you guys. And now the cumulative standings, the big one, in first with 2,382, Henry Fletcher, second with 2,315, Glenn Ekins uh, in third is Steve twenty three oh eight. John Entwistle in fourth with twenty three hundred. Yours truly, the professor in fifth with twenty two ninety one. Jeff Bevan in sixth. Brad Carnes in seventh. Pete Curvin in eighth. Jess Rose in nine. Chad Rob in tenth. Uh, Michael from the Blind Spot Pot in eleventh. Matt Camper in twelfth. Stephanie in thirteenth. Josh Neal in fourteenth. Carson Haglin fifteenth. Charles LaPearl is currently in sixteenth, but. <laughs> our segment one winner, Fred Leclaire, who is outside the top 16 gets the, the automatic bid. So right now Charles is out. So he's got some work to do. And then, uh, yeah, CJ, man, you got 31 points. You're sitting there in 23rd. So, uh, you got three weeks to do it, brother.
6: I know, I tell you, I'm not sure anybody's going to catch that leader right now, man. No. And as we, as you go through the rundowns, there, you know, we, we're still good. We've still got the playoffs coming up. So I guess it's yes man the picks some of those some of those uh, players in the top three and four have been making this year it's incredible so absolutely yeah we've all of us that are currently on the outside looking in i think we've got the deck stacked against us right now but i've got a strategy that i'm going to continue playing because larry mack always says if you can manipulate and bend the rules stay within the rules but manipulate and bend them to your favor you got to do it so Absolutely. that's that's one other thing we were talking about before we started recording which is another thing of me trying to uh own up to my picks because <laughs> i just i can't i can't afford to be creative right now yes. man i just can't uh, all right well
0: i'm gonna preview this here real quick uh and you've got some special guests that are gonna make the picks. so uh you get them yeah. ready i'm gonna preview here real quick and uh we'll get to some picks sound good
6: that sounds great.
0: All right, lap traffic fantasy players. We are headed to Indy, where Kevin Harvick has dominated the Oval for the last few years. But, hey, we're running the road course. Uh, and that's right, back-to-back road course races. So when you look at trends, we got to look at road courses, and more particular, the Rovals, if you will, which look no further than Chase Elliott. But of our active players, there are less than 10 players that have Chase Elliott available. Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin are thin for use this week as well. Do you double down on Kyle Larson? What about Christopher Bell, who might be out to get some revenge this weekend? Who kisses the bricks? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it is time
6: for our picks. CJ, who do you got with you making some picks with you? So, coming up, my nephew has a birthday. This is my brother's oldest son. He's going to be turning, what, I think 43, 47? How old are you going to be? How old are you going to be? You can say it. Say it. How old are you going to be? Okay. Well, he's not <laughs> nervous out of nowhere. He's going to be five. Awesome. And typically, typically he jumps in with those answers. But my picks for this weekend, I'm just going to be honest with you, bud. I'm going to go with the exact same lineup that I had for Watkins Glen because I've got to make up these points. And that rule that I said I was going to be manipulating, yep. Kyle Larson wasn't in the playoffs last year. That's I right. do not. Case alien available. The obvious cup pick for me is who? What's his name? Kyle Larson. What's his name? Okay, Lane has completely shut. On, uh, on <laughs> he's, like, he's out, which is fine. <laughs> we can edit that part out, I guess. Yeah, but uh, we can cut that in post. But um for my picks, I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stay with my lineup. I'm gonna continue picking Kyle Larson. I'm going to pick AJ Allmendinger to get this done this weekend because obviously why would you not and i'm also going to stick with john hunter Nemechek. i said it in january i think that boy is your 2021 truck series champion i'm going to continue to back him in my fantasy
0: pit. yes you did you absolutely said that uh i am going with uh i'm, I'm rolling back-to-back weeks with dinger uh but I, I'm going to get a little cute with my cup pick just because I've not been able to capitalize on the Larson train. Every time I've taken him, it's not worked out for me. So I'm not looking at Larson. I've got Ryan Blaney sitting there for me. So I am going to roll with Ryan Blaney this week. Um, I think he's done well at uh, at inaugural Roval races. So I'm
6: going to see. And I am all for uh, people being creative and and with their picks right now right. because Kyle Larson sitting with five wins on the season he continues to challenge Chase Elliott i think there's kind of a current debate right now at you know who is the current road course king for NASCAR yeah. who is the current road course king at Hendrick Motorsports and i think there is a there are valid points for both of those drivers i do think i am going to say if I had Chase Elliott available in my lineup, I, I used him. Uh, the first the first race I had a chance to use Chase Elliott for this segment, I used him. Yep. But uh, I think if I had him available in my lineup, I think I'd take him, because I think Chase Elliott wins this weekend but we've seen so many times, we've seen these guys all running up toward the front. I mean, obviously at Watkins Glen, it was Larson first, Elliot second. Could so, you imagine
0: if we had gotten a late race caution and watched those two battle it out side I by know. side for two laps,
6: man. That. I was excited for my fantasy team, but for every other non-selfish reason, right. <laughs> I did want to see that caution. Absolutely. I was like, let's settle it boys. Like you, because, You know, after Larson's win, uh, after Larson's win at the road series and at the road course and Bob Pachris got on Fast Thoughts and, and he asked the question, it was Fast Thoughts. One of the cool things about that segment with Bob is, is he talks immediately after the race. I mean, it is, it is what it sounds like it is. It's Fast Thoughts. So a lot of times it's, it's reactionary, it's analytical, it's that sort of thing. And he said in that video, not necessarily answering the question, but asking, is kyle larson nascar's current road course king and there were a lot of people that like what like you see Chase elliott with all he's so good on road courses but again i think it's a valid question i was so excited for the potential battle to settle it at the end at watkins Glen. i would have been okay with that yeah, like all right absolutely. Let's, let's figure it out they're the class <laughs> of the field let's see who gets it done but, you know, obviously that's not what happened. But, hey, maybe we get it this weekend.
0: Absolutely. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. I would love it. All right, Lat Traffic Nation, huge thanks to CJ Wolliver for uh, calling in, filling in for, uh, for, for this week's fantasy. Um, CJ, where can everybody follow you and uh, what you got going on over at Fox?
6: Uh, as always, you can find all of the work content at NASCAR on Fox, Blue Check Mark across the board. Uh, you can find all our stuff there. And actually, as I was talking about Bob there a second ago, uh, Bob had a rare off weekend for Watkins Glen. had uh, some had some family time, I believe that he was going to went to a wedding. So we didn't have Bob, which absolutely makes a difference. But Bob will be back for this weekend as we go racing on the road courts in Indy. So you can find all of that content at NASCAR on Fox. I'm CJ Oliver, That's Oliver with a W. You're going to see a lot of Star Wars and tiny dog pictures, but a lot of NASCAR stuff too. So come follow me if it sounds fun.
0: I love it. All right, man. Great to catch up with you. We'll talk with you soon, man.
6: Thank you so much for having me, buddy. We'll see you, brother.
0: All right, Lab Traffic Nation. Great to talk to CJ. That is going to do it for episode 252. Look at me getting things done. Five big guests talking, racing, lucky dogs, the weather. Five guests and it's done in under 90 minutes. After 252, I might be getting the hang of it. All right, that is gonna do it. Make sure you check out the website, the LapTraffic Podcast.com, uh, YouTube, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at LapTrafficPC huge thanks to rick brenner from mis jim wise from Firekeepers, keepers austin hill with the tory racing anthony and alfredo with front row motorsports brian newdorf and of course cj Wolliver from fox jeff striegel is back next week back to back weeks is jeff striegel don't get caught chasing the lucky dog tune in each and every week to the lab traffic podcast see ya